Hey there, welcome to the She Connects podcast. I'm thrilled that you are here. My name is Susan Vandenhuvel, and I have the honor of being your host each and every week. She Connects is an extension of my ministry, She Rises, and allows me to connect with women in the online space. I wholeheartedly believe that we as women enjoy connecting with one another to share hearts, disappointments, dreams, any challenges that we're facing, and really to just do life together. The heartbeat behind this podcast is to help empower and equip you to step into all that God has for you to do in this world. I'll be sharing whatever God has placed on my heart for the week, and from time to time, I invite guests on the show that I personally have gleaned and been inspired from, people that I admire, and I just maybe want to learn a little bit more from and that I believe you will appreciate listening to. So welcome. I cannot wait to connect with you today. Well, hey, everyone. Welcome back to the show. I'm excited that you are here, and we are wrapping up this week the fourth part of a mini-series that I've been teaching on over the last, well, this is would be week four, but it actually started uh, five weeks ago with the introduction to this mini-series, Women of Faith, and the introduction to this series is called The Warfare of Faith. So if you're new here, or it's been a while since you've joined me in this uh, corner of the internet, uh, welcome back, or welcome for the first time. I'm excited that you're here, but I do humbly encourage you, if you are liking this this series, you know, you're joining in just this week, and you're kind of thinking, wow, I didn't know that you were doing a series, and I'm really interested in growing in my faith as a as a woman of of faith, as a, you know, one of God's children, God's daughter. Uh, go back and start with that introduction, the warfare of faith. And then the week after that, we looked at a woman named Abigail. And then after that, Esther. And then last week, Deborah. This week, we're going to be uh, looking at a woman named Huldah. And her name is spelled H-U-L-D-A-H, Huldah. That's how you pronounce it. Her name is Huldah. And, you know, I just have to say that this this series has been really speaking to my heart. And, you know, I decided a couple of weeks ago that I need to hear this, that my own heart, my own faith needs to hear what I've been recording over the last five weeks. And in many ways, I think I'm preaching my way through some things in my own life. And so you know, I don't know. I decided if <laughs> if nobody else is getting anything out of these, I guess I am. And if for no one else, I'm growing in my own faith and I'm being encouraged in my faith and being reminded of what is true and uh, what matters in, in this world. And so I don't know. I, I guess uh, I hope that you are enjoying these series. I, I hope that they have helped you in your own faith. I hope that you felt lifted and spurred on in your faith because I don't know if, if you like me, I just, I've needed this. So I don't know. I, I might go back and listen to myself again. <laughs> I don't know. So anyway, but I wanted to give you uh, just a little heads up about some upcoming episodes that are 
are being scheduled and recorded. I have some really great guests coming on the show. I'll be doing some standalone episodes recording, um, you know, just myself, but I'm also bringing on some really great guests. And I have two series coming up starting here in a couple of weeks that I, the first one I'm titling Winning the War Within. And that's really going to be talking about, for those of us in any capacity of leadership, and, you know, leadership isn't about a title, isn't about a role or position that we tend to kind of, kind of box in as the definition of, of what a leader looks like. We're all leaders. Uh, I don't, I don't care if you're a stay-at-home mom or you're, you know, grandma rocking kids in the nursery at church. It doesn't matter. We, we're all leaders because we're all called to lead people to Christ. So we are all leaders, but I think that what the Lord has been really speaking to my heart is so often that for us as women, there's like a war that goes on on the inside of us that we want so badly to to live confidently, lead ourselves well, and uh, you know, as leaders, lead other people really well, and show up as our authentic selves in the way that God created us. Only there's like this this battle, this war that goes on on the inside of us, and we think, well, what will people think? Or you know, maybe you've you've gotten some feedback. You feel like you're you know you've grown in your confidence in the Lord and who you are in Him. And and while I do really believe that women who are confident and fully secure in their identity in Christ, I do believe that that we carry ourselves differently. But oftentimes that is misunderstood as she's so intimidating or she's she's just bossy or you know whatever else um and so we kind of withdraw when i really on the inside then there's like this battle that goes on within us and and i don't know about you but whenever i've been faced with that and i find myself kind of shrinking back it's like i get mad at myself because i think you know <laughs> i i love the person that I have become and not in a not in a weird way or in a selfish way but you know just like understanding that I have value and I have worth and and I have self-respect and I love the person that that God has helped me to become and who I am today because I have fought really hard to become her you understand what I mean and so that's going to be the next series here starting in a couple of weeks that, that we're going to be looking at the war, um, winning the war within. And then after that is another series that I titled Overcoming. And in that series, we're going to be talking about overcoming discouragement, overcoming tragedy, overcoming intimidation, imposter syndrome, um, just, uh, you know, different things like that overcoming things and and understanding that you know we all face these things but with God on our side and strengthening us we can face these obstacles and understand that you know we all have obstacles and the obstacle is the way so it isn't that we need to turn around with our tail between our legs and say I guess I'm just not meant to overcome in these areas but I can face these things like I don't have to turn around and just you know, feel like, you know, just develop this defeated mindset, this narrative that's in our mind, but in God, in his strength and fully empowered by the Holy Spirit, we can face these obstacles and overcome them. But 
I want to say before I get into this week's episode with Hulda, next week I have a really special guest joining me that I'm just over the moon excited about. He's been on the show before, and yes, you heard me say he. (laughs) Tim is joining me next week. Yes, my husband, Tim. He's coming out from behind the editing software, and he's going to be hooked up to a microphone, and he's going to join me. You are going to love what we're going to talk about. We are going to open up our lives and encourage any any married uh, couple out there, any married woman, because this is primarily, you know, my, my audience here is women. But if you are married to someone who, you know, just maybe isn't as supportive in your faith, maybe isn't interested in going to church with you, doesn't share um, your, your same godly values, I want to, we together, Tim and I want to encourage you in that because Here's the thing. I came to faith in Christ before Tim and we lived that way, you know, him not wanting anything to do with it and me uh, going to church and doing everything I could in my own in my own strength and in my own power to convince him that he needed to get saved. <laughs> so that's going to be a really great episode. So tune in. It's going to be good. And he may need some extra love and encouragement because he does not like being in front of the microphone. He loves serving behind the scenes and God bless him. I love him for that because, you know, this podcast would be here without without him. A lot of what happens with She Rises would not be here and made available to women if it weren't for Tim being confident uh, leading in his in his lane, uh, and that is editing and making sure that everything sounds best that it can. So tune in next week. It's going to be really great. All right. So this woman, Hulda, oh, gal, you know, she doesn't get a whole lot of space devoted to her in the Bible, but let me tell you something, and let this be an encouragement to you just straight out of the gate, that even though There are only a few verses devoted to her in the entirety of the Bible. God used her in a really powerful way to ignite uh, reformation in the world in which she was living in. It was a world of uh, just, uh, I mean, they were having a, a spiritual crisis in the world that she was living in. It was a world of of complete unrest, you know, much like the other women that we looked at in this, in this mini-series. But I want to encourage you with this, that, you know... I think that so often, especially with social media, it is easy to begin to feel like because I don't have a large platform, I don't have a a large following, I'm not on the stage, I'm not, you know, I'm not a speaker or I'm not a podcaster or, you know, I'm, I'm not writing books or whatever the thing is. It's so easy to think that these other people that have those things that are, you know, doing those things and leading in that capacity really well to then look at our our own lives and think, wow, I mean, I'm just, you know, like little old me and I'm not really doing much to, to advance the kingdom. And so 
I guess maybe I really don't matter. And so, you know, these people are, are doing, you know, so much more than I am. And does it even matter? It does it even, does it even make a difference? I want to encourage you that right away, looking at the story of Hulda, even though, like I said, she isn't given a whole lot of space in the entirety of the Bible devoted to her. This small passage of scripture found in 2 Kings chapter 22 and then in 2 Chronicles chapter 34, that small amount of scripture given to her, God, God used her in a really powerful way. It is because of her obedient yes to say yes to the Lord. It's what ignited a spiritual reformation in the world that was so godless and so and just living in a way that was just so far away from from what god had wanted for his people and so let that be encouragement to you right away as we look at the story of hulda that you are making a difference that um it doesn't matter if you are reaching one person or you're reaching a thousand because that one person matters that one person matters. And so you keep stewarding whatever God has placed in your hand, whatever he's given to you, whatever is in front of you right now, steward it really well. And eventually he's going to continue to open up more doors, give you more opportunity as he sees you being faithful in stewarding what he's given to you right now. Hulda was one of four women named in the Old Testament as a prophetess. She um, she lived in a world that, you know, the, the children of God were once again living disobediently and they were ignoring messages of people that that were, you know, giving kind of warnings, if you will, that, look, your choices are going to bring some really hard consequences. The way that you are living, the decisions that you're making are going to catch up with you. And we need you to heed these warnings because God is not going to continue to just overlook these things. I mean, you're not, you're not just kind of, you know, going under the radar and you know, God isn't noticing these things. I mean, we are fooling ourselves if we think that he's just, you know, going to continue to, you know, just give us a pass. He's incredibly patient, incredibly loving and kind. Yes, all of those things. But he's also a just God. And he also brings correctiveness. And um, he issues sometimes hard, hard messages that are trying to wake people up with so that they can turn from their wickedness, turn from their evil ways, turn from their, from their, their lifestyle that is so dishonoring and come back to him and be restored to him through repentance. In Hulda's day, there was a king named Josiah who often consulted with Hulda about the book of the law. And the book of the law was, was given in, in the book of Deuteronomy, you can look that up. But before this king, uh, she she read from this scroll of what would happen if the people continued to live lives in a way that did not honor God. I mean, okay, so you've heard me say over the last three weeks now that women in that that day, you know, they were considered lower class. They were considered as 
you you serve in the house you know you you have babies you raise the kids you cook the meals you do the laundry and you know that's kind of about it that's that's your role that's why god placed you on the earth and all of those things they are great i'm not trying to take away from any of those things but God used women in a really powerful way. And I mentioned it, I believe, last week or maybe even the week before when we looked at Esther. But Jesus viewed women in his earthly ministry in a really powerful way. And I would humbly encourage you to go back and roll through a, you know, a few episodes. You, you'd have to probably go back a, probably a couple of months. But I do, devoted a whole episode on how Jesus viewed women. And, and so, you know, even though people looked at them as, you know, kind of less than, that they don't really have anything to offer that's worthwhile or of value. God raised up women and he used them in a really powerful way. But, I, you know, and I think that we see in this King Josiah that he was willing to consult with this, with this woman named Huldah. Obviously, he recognized that she had something to offer, that God was using her in a really powerful way and that he was willing to go to her and to consult with her. What is God saying right now to us as a people? What is God speaking to you that he wants to speak through you to us? What is the message that he has placed upon your heart for us to hear? Can you even imagine? Can you even imagine? Because the word that Hulda gave, as you go back in your Bible and you read in 2 Kings chapter 22 and 2 Chronicles chapter 34, it was a corrective word. It was a corrective word. It wasn't a, you know, a, a fluffy, velvety, let me, you know, just kind of serve you up, you know, a, a big Sunday with a cherry on the top kind of a message. It was a corrective type of word because remember the people were living in a really godless way, in a way that was so disobedient and away from just, just the godly standard that, that God had wanted for them and spoken to them in the book of the law that, again, you can read in the book of Deuteronomy. I think that, you know, just her being a, a woman, you know, like you and me, you know, you've heard me say that in this miniseries that these people, like they weren't up on a pedestal. They weren't somehow immune to some of the things that, that you and I experience when we feel God calling us out and and wanting us to, you know, kind of rise up and and step out and give him an obedient yes to be used in this world. We feel fear too, right? We feel intimidated. We have doubts. We have hesitation. Am I hearing right? And what are they going to think? And how is this going to go? And, and so I like to believe that these people that we read about in the Bible, the men and the women of God who just really took a stand for the Lord and took a stand in their faith, that they too had those same feelings, that they had feelings of fear, that they felt intimidated, that they had doubts, that they wondered, oh man, this is, uh, I don't know how this is going to go. How are people going to receive this? How are people going to receive me? If I speak truth, how is it going to go? Uh, you know, I'm reminded of when I was, you know, just a, a young green bean in my faith and I was working 
at a nursing home at the time. And, you know, there were some things going on there. Uh, and I needed to take a stand in my faith. And wow, man, I mean, looking back then, you know, it, it just, I was so afraid. I was, um, because I, I was nervous about, you know, what are my coworkers going to think of me? What is my supervisor going to think of me? And am I going to lose my job? Is, you know, are, am I going to lose friends? Or is anybody going to want to work with me, partner with me? Or is anybody going to want to sit by me in the break room? All of these things, right? Because we're just, we're human and we think of these things, right? And yet God gave me the strength to be able to stand up for something that I believed wholeheartedly in. And let me tell you something, he helped me with that. I love that, that God doesn't, he doesn't give us something to do to take a stand in and, you know, ask us to give him an obedient yes. And then say, okay, on your way now, good luck with that. You know, come back when you, when you, when you have a report, <laughs> he goes with us. And he sends us his Holy Spirit to empower us and to equip us in the things that he has called us to do. I love that. <laughs> I love that. Hulda understood the importance of obedience. She understood God's mandate for truth. And I really see in Hulda, as I seen in Deborah and Esther and Abigail and, and anybody else, any other man or woman that we read about in the Bible, that you know what? Yeah, I might feel, I might feel fearful. I might feel afraid, but you know what? I'm going to do it afraid. I'm going to do it afraid. I'm going to believe that I heard from the Lord. I'm going to believe that God is strengthening me. That he's going to give me the courage that I need and that I am going to be empowered and equipped by the Holy Spirit to step into whatever it is that he is calling me to step into. And I'm going to follow the example of the, of the people that I read about in the Bible and this week looking at Huldah. And I'm going to follow her example and I'm going to speak truth even when it isn't popular. And that's exactly what we see Hulda doing here. She spoke truth. She took a stand for truth when it was not popular. We see in Hulda a woman of faith who cherished God's truth in a world living in a crisis of spirituality. And wow, uh, here we are. <laughs> I'm recording this in November of 2021. And we have a crisis of spirituality in our world right now. We are in a spiritual crisis and we need, we need men and women of faith to, to stand up, to take a stand and, and, and stand their ground and, and take a stand for righteousness, take a stand for holiness, take a stand for godliness, take a stand for truth. When truth is not popular, right, in this world, truth as you and I would, would describe as truth, the Bible, <laughs> uh, it is not popular right now, is it? And, and yet I believe that, you know, according to the word that God, it's like God is, 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 you know, he's, he's scanning to and fro and he's looking for whom shall I send? Who will take a stand for me? And like, you know, like the other women that, that we've, that we've uh, addressed in this mini series, Hulda's obedient yes cost her. 
I have to believe that it cost her. Just like the other women that we studied, just like the other men and women that we could explore and look at in the Bible, it costs them. And it's important for you and me to understand that if we are going to give God an obedient yes, if we are going to be completely all in and sold out and speak truth in a world that truth is not popular, it's going to cost us. It's going to cost us. And I mean, I'm not talking about monetary here. Uh, of course, it can be applied that way. But what I'm talking about is it will cost us our pride. It will cost us our agenda and what we want. It's going to cost us being misunderstood. It's going to cost the potential that some people, they're not going to be supportive and they might get upset with us. I'm thinking about doing like an entire episode on just this entire topic of of what it costs us because here's the thing I'm coming up on you know starting in 2022 I'm coming up on 20 years of active ministry and I've logged a lot of miles <laughs> logged a lot of miles I've seen a lot um, God has uh, walked with me through a lot of things I've filled a lot of roles um, both within the church and and in my community and faith-based organizations. And let me tell you something, it has cost me. It has cost me. And so I just, I feel like we are living in a world where we need to be reminded that it's gonna cost us, that there's a cost attached to to you and I saying, yes, God, here I, here I am. I'm willing to go wherever you want me to go. I'm willing to take a stand for you. I'm willing to speak up for you, whatever that looks like, however that sounds. There's a cost attached to that, and we're fooling ourselves if we think that there isn't. That when we when we say that, okay, I'm going to go, okay, I'm going to take a stand, that um, there's just going to be this red carpet rolled out for us. No, 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 friend, let me assure you, there's a cost. It's worth it. I don't want to discourage anybody. I don't want to make someone you know, decide, oh, forget it, or just kind of pass the baton and say, oh, that's not for me. If it's not going to be, you know, a bed of tulips and, you know, and tiptoeing through the tulips and warm and fuzzy, then I don't want any part of it. Let me tell you something. It is costly, but it's so worth it. It is so worth it. And I love one of my favorite passages of scripture is in Second Chronicles when King David he had committed a sin and, and he needed to, you know, just offer a sacrifice, uh, you know, of repentance. God had asked him to offer a, a sacrifice and, um, and he goes to the threshing floor to, you know, buy the elements needed for, for that sacrifice. And, and the owner of the threshing floor had said, here, you can have this King David, let me just give this to you and, and you can have these things. And it, David said, King David. Remember who we're talking about here, King David. He said to the to the owner of the threshing floor, and I'm paraphrasing here, thank you, I appreciate your willingness to give this to me, but I will not give on something unto the Lord that which did not cost me anything. I love that. And so there is a cost. And I'm sure, I'm sure that, that as we look at these men and women in the Bible, those of us that, that look at these people and man, 
we think these people are pillars of faith and wow, I am gleaning and growing in my faith a lot. I'm spurred on and encouraged in my faith as I read of their stories. Um, and in this mini series, I'm sure that one of the costs was the fear of people the fear of people, but they had to uh, decide that, you know what? Yeah, I, I'm going to do it afraid and I'm going to put my trust in the, in God and that he is leading me, that he's going before me and that he's going to give me the strength and the courage that I need and, and that, that in him I can be bolstered in my faith and I'm going to believe that um, I have a helper and his name is the Holy Spirit and he has already equipped me and empowered me for the task. He's already equipped me and empowered empowered me for the thing that God has called me to and he's going to continue to equip me and empower me as I put one foot in front of the other. When we look at Halda, when we look at Halda, we see that she left a legacy of faith in God. Man, all of these women that we've that we've looked at in this uh in this short mini series, they left a legacy and I want to leave a legacy. Don't you? Don't you want to leave a legacy of faith for for your kids and your grandkids and the next generation? I want to so badly. And and when I look at Hulda, I mean, and, and all these other women in, in this miniseries, we see a steadiness, don't we? We see a steadiness and a commitment to godly living even when it wasn't popular. That's the legacy. That's the legacy that I want to leave that, that, you know, that people would, would one day look at me after I've, you know, passed on from here and I'm living on streets of gold and, and I'm living in, in the mansion that Jesus built for me. Uh, and, and, you know, I'm no longer alive here on the planet. I want people to say of me, yeah, you know what? She did some great things and she wrote great books and hosted life-changing events. And, you know, she helped a lot of people and all those things are great, but let me tell you about her faith. That's what I want said of me. That's the legacy that I want to leave. I want people to say, yeah, she did all those things, but you know what stands out to me the most about Susan is she was a woman of faith. She was a pillar of faith. That's what I admired the most about her. Let me tell you about her faith. Man, that's the legacy I want to leave. So as I've been doing in these in these episodes in this mini series i'm going to leave you with some actionable steps step number one ask the lord to show you if there are any areas in your life that need to be firmed up are there are there some areas that that maybe you know because of busyness or just life right i mean we're human we're not always going to knock the knock the ball out of the out of the out of the park and um, we're, we're human we miss it sometimes because of busyness or whatever and and sometimes we just need to you know just kind of set aside some time with the Lord and, and invite him to just speak to us and to show us you know God are there any are there any areas in my life is there anything in my heart that you see Holy Spirit, take your flashlight and shine it around in, in my life. Shine it around in my heart and make me aware of anything that I need to come before God in repentance of and 
that really kind of leads me into actionable step number two, and that is being obedient, being obedient to, to show up those things that, that he shows you, that he, that he reveals to you and ask him, ask him to give you the courage that you need to, to speak up in areas, in conversations, in meetings that he's given you opportunity to be a part of and to serve in. And, you know, remember that, that he will give you the answers and the wisdom that you need at the moment that you need it. And, you know, I I think I said in the last two episodes that, and it bears repeating again this week, to remember that he will give you what you need to be able to impart wisdom, to be able to impart godly wisdom, godly advice, that he will give to you the strategies and the solutions that can help benefit whatever committee or whatever conversation or decisions that need to be made, he can use you to help steer and guide different conversations and decisions. He can use you in that way and ask him to help you with the courage that you need to be able to take a stand for truth when truth isn't popular. We need that, don't we? I know I need it in my own life. I'm not immune to it either. We all need that, especially in this world that we're living in right now. Truth is not popular, at least the truth that you and I, the truth that you and I believe in, the truth that you and I believe in as being the truth. We need help. We need his supernatural empowerment. We need his courage to take a stand for truth because it's not popular in this world. And the third actionable step is that you would be encouraged to live for him and him alone. We need that, don't we? We all need it. I need it. To really take a stand and take a stand for him alone. Again, when it's not popular, we we just need that, don't we? And I think that I think that even more, it's important to remember to not forsake the assembling together. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 25 encourages us in that. And to remember that God created us for community, that we are not meant for, we were not created for isolation. And if we are going to you know, fulfill these actionable steps that I've been uh, laying before you over these last four weeks, We need the support and the encouragement of one another, don't we? We need the support and the encouragement of standing shoulder to shoulder and linking up with our brothers and sisters in Christ so that together we can take a stand in a world that that is really not supportive for the truth that you and I would define as truth. But if we can stand together, if we cannot forsake the assembling together, if we can remember that we are built for community, that we are built to be a part of, designed to be a part of, created to be a part of community, wow, Man, we can encourage one another. We can remind one another of what is true. We can speak life. We can speak truth. We can speak hope and encouragement into the lives of one another and help bolster one another in that faith, right? I need you. I'm, I'm, I'm thankful that I'm a part of your community and that you are a part of mine because I really do believe that we are better together. Well, 
Thank you so much for joining me in this mini series. Uh, it's been just been such an honor to know that you are that you're tuning in each week. It means so much to me that you're here. Thank you that you are sharing the podcast, that you're sharing the episodes. Would you be willing to leave a few stars that will help reach more people with these messages? And remember to tune in next week for my very special guest, uh, the love of my life, my husband, Tim. It's going to be a great episode. So, all right, have a great rest of your week and I'll catch you next time. Well, I hope that that was a blessing in your life. I'd love to hear what you walked away with from this week's episode. Drop a comment and let me know. I read and respond to each and every one of them, and I would love to hear from you. We all know people who could use some encouragement, especially nowadays, right? If you felt this episode was a blessing to you, would you share it with the people in your life? Don't forget to subscribe to the show so you don't miss an episode because a new one drops each and every Wednesday. And would you be willing to leave a review and maybe even a few stars? It not only fills my heart and means so much to me, but it helps women find the podcast and be encouraged too. Have a fabulous week and I will connect with you right back here next week.